Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about books, movies, and TV, focusing on blockbusters, bad stuff, and nostalgia. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and I have a great panel of very patient people with me today. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter. It's Mr. Anthony Lopez. Uh, bury me with a, uh, a precious red jewel and I'll be happy. That's all I need. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me, man. <laughs> you took like four swings at that sentence. That was really fun. Yeah, I've... I'm Great to have me here. Also joining us today uh, at Bree Pruitt on Twitter with two T's at the end uh, in Los Angeles, California. It's Bree Pruitt. When you go and order your mummy tattoos, make sure you specify the 2017 version. Otherwise, you'll just get a tattoo of Brandon Fraser. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, we had to talk about that, too, because I have... Man, there's going to be some weird opinions about this whole, this show, but it seems to me like the world really liked that movie all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> Do you guys not remember that we didn't like it? Remember how we didn't like it? Everyone hated it so much. <laughs> I watched it a year ago, and I hated it. Anyway, also joining us, uh, a very special guest today. He is the B from the podcast Movie BS at MovieBS.com in Portland. It's Mr. Jeff Baer. Hi, thank you for having me. And uh, officially, if Tom Fru- Cruise runs in a movie, uh, I am sitting down and watching it. If he runs? So there we go. If he runs, it's that simple. My favorite thing if is when he's Tom in a tank Cruise of water. Tom Cruise runs in a movie, I'm there. Yeah, and he runs so much in this movie. There's a lot of running. But he runs in all of his movies. There's a lot of great super cuts. Sometimes I'll just watch Tom Cruise running. <laughs> Yeah, he's, just to get he motivated. Is, he is the he is the best movie runner we've yeah. ever had. I feel like every movie I've seen with him, he's in a water tank at some point. Is that a thing uh, that he requires? That's the new thing. He's he's <laughs> moved on. Yeah. Well, he got yeah. he got really good at holding his breath for that last Mission Impossible. Right, movie. right, right. He was like, I don't want that skill to go to waste. Oh, so right. now he's wait. After this, he's gonna start doing movies where he bikes a lot. Boom, triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise triathlon. So this is episode number 394. We have now done as many episodes as the percentage of growth of the t- of time spent by all the world on social networking in the last year. Oh, <gasps> We're up 394% time spent with social networking. Speaking of things that make you feel dead inside, this week <laughs> we're talking about The Mummy, the 2017 kind of remake of The Mummy, the 1999 kind of remake of The Mummy, the 1932 film. Based on nothing. Well, uh, also, I think you got to this is also yeah. the first in the beginning of the dark universe, cinematic universe. Dum, dum, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, tell me about that. Why are you always looking backwards, Alec? You should be looking forward. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got to have a cinematic universe. And, it, yep. <laughs> and by that, I mean is- only one has ever successfully happened and everyone else is struggling trying to replicate it. Who is this uh, universe owned by? This is, Anthony this Lopez? Universal. In fact, oh. yeah. It's so like this is yeah. This is the monsters. old uh, monsters, whether it be uh, a werewolf or Dracula or Bride of Frankenstein or anything else. And supposedly, um, from what I've gathered, and I haven't read a lot about this, um, it, it seems like it's going to be Russell Crowe's character. Um, it seems like Doctor yeah. Doctor Jekyll <laughs> that is going to be the through to all of these other yep. movies. Jeez, so it's merciful. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna be awful. Yeah, I mean, I do. So you're not you're not excited off the back of this movie seeing Tom Cruise? Okay, okay. Let me let me sell you on a pitch. This guy <laughs> teaming up 
with Johnny Depp as who? The Invisible Man. Yes. But they find themselves in like a truffle, but it's like, uh-oh, they, they, they're a little, you know, underwater, but it's okay. Creature from the Black Lagoon's there is going to help them out. Mm-hmm. Then you have Javier Bardem as Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. That's Are you real. making this up right now? No. This is no, all this is Yeah. Jeez. This is official. And then, you know, Dr. Jekyll's going to be there. And Bride of Frankenstein is the next one, isn't it? Yes. Bride of Frankenstein is the next one, yes. And then I think Invisible Man. I think that's the order. But, like, they've also talked about the hunchback of Notre Dame being involved in this in the future. And they talk about Phantom. I'm looking at Universal Monsters right now. There's also one called Paula the Ape Woman that I feel like could be a real problem. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be the thing that saves the series series later. Well, I think think the Bride of Frankenstein as the first move is smart, real relevant, right? Real, you know... how women are hot right now. Wonder Woman uh, came by and saved the film universe. Exactly, so. yeah. Well, I mean, women are so hot right now. The Mummy, yeah, that's a woman in this that's one. That's true. They yeah. were, that's the, right. That's how, that's how far we've come, people. Um, a mummet. Well, until the end of the movie. Well, wait. No, actually, I should correct it. Um, she is the Mummy, but her whole uh, purpose is to try to hook up Tom Cruise with more power. Yeah, yeah, trying to so make she just wants mommy. a stronger man. In like her every life. other Maybe woman, she just wants to kiss Tom Cruise, and he doesn't want any part of it. That's right. And and Brie, I don't know if you know this. What's also fascinating about this Dark Cinematic Universe is this is the Smolligan Universe because I don't remember if you remember that Dracula movie from a few years ago. That was supposed to be the first one of these, but it oh. did so badly that they were like, oh. we're just going to start over. <laughs> Wait, what was that one even called? Which movie Dracula are you referring to? Dracula Untold, the like, Luke uh, Evans one. Yeah. But that ended That ended with uh, Charles Dance and Old Man Makeup being like, Dracula, you have to find the other monsters at the end. And, and then, uh, oh my God. Wait, and these are not at all related to no. the Frankenstein with Harry Potter that came out last year? No, not at all. Okay. That's a different studio and everything. Okay. Yeah. Look, the thing about building a universe of public domain characters <laughs> is messy. that other people are going to play in that playground a little bit, too. Okay. Know? All right. So this is early on in the show, but I feel like we need I need to lay this out because I hear I feel the tide of history moving and I <laughs> am setting down my chair firmly on the other side of this. Because I am so excited about the Dark Universe right now. I loved Dr. Jekyll. I fucking loved this movie. I am so stoked about this whole thing right now. You're already camping out for Brad Frankenstein. I can't wait. Oh, I'm so stoked about it. I fucking love the Universal Monsters. Russell, Crow, fat Russell Crow. <laughs> fat Russell Crow. I wouldn't want a skinny you know, Russell Crow. You know yep, I don't. I don't like skinny Russell Crow anymore. About Doctor Jekyll, that is finished. That you can go see in theater anytime you want. I I think I think that okay. There's some problems with it, but I just loved Fat Russell Crow, and I loved him fighting with his hand all the time, and I, I loved did, like. It seems it seems like an odd person to put in charge if he's constantly <laughs> going to switch. Yes, uh, over. Just to, like, he's got that casual. Side. He's got the casual emergency button. That's Either like that, that was the thing. Boss is having a fit. Office. All right. So no, no. no sorry, sorry, Jeff. I'm gonna stop you, gonna stop you Jeff. Around. Before you do that, let's slow down. We're okay. gonna do this in order. I just wanted to make sure we knew at this point, <laughs> while you guys are trashing the dark universe, that I am stoked. 
Okay. <laughs> about this universe. I love I don't I don't like I don't I don't care for superheroes, but I fucking love monsters. And this is a fun I I'm glad there's a cinematic universe of monsters. I uh and I especially love mummies. The reason we're watching this is because I love mummies the most. I'm obsessed with mummies. As you guys may have known, may have yes. remembered, I wrote a book called Unwrap My Heart, my best selling novel about a girl falling in love with a mummy. Uh and, uh, I was thinking about that a lot during good because I am halfway through your book right now. So, so so you have some of my mummy thoughts. Well, I uh, <laughs> I I am so excited about anything that's got to do with mummies. Um, and this did not disappoint me. I thought they really advanced the world of mummy action movies. And you know what else? I hated the Brandon <laughs> Fraser mummy. Like this one, we're gonna talk more about it. I just want you guys to know up front, you're welcome to yes. say uh, as a group, you're welcome to trash it as much. But I just want you to know the whole time, I'm stoked. <laughs> Don't confuse it. I'm stoked about Dark Universe. Couldn't be happier. Anyway. Invite me on your podcast to talk about every single one of those movies, <laughs> and I will trash it at every time. <laughs> That's a promise. You are you're, uh, my like emergency valve. Like Anytime I seem too happy, you'll show up and just frown from above. Yeah. It's fun. Okay, but anyway... Uh, this this episode is brought to you because of that is brought to you by Unwrap My Heart. Go to unwrapmyheart.com. <laughs> buy it now on paperback, Kindle, or uh, audiobook from Audible. And Anthony, you laugh, but it seems only justified that I'm able to sponsor my own podcast. No, I love it. I got a great rate, friend prices, and uh, <laughs> anyway. So uh, if you also like mummies or if you like funny things, check out Unwrap My Heart. Unwrapmyheart.com. Let me give you guys the summary now in case people haven't watched this movie because it seems like they didn't. Um, so unless you're in China, you probably didn't see this movie because you're too busy watching Wonder Woman. So here's what's going on. <laughs> Nick Morton, heir to the Morton Salt fortune. Um, no, probably not. Uh, Nick Morton, so is uh, Tom Cruise, the, the cruise missile. is uh, He's like a dick military guy using his time in the Middle East to steal antiquities and sell them to bad people. <laughs> Through some weird bumbling and airstrikes, he stumbles onto a really intense tomb that no one's ever seen before that's way far away from Egypt but is clearly Egyptian. Inside the tomb is Amunet, an ancient Egyptian princess who really hated her younger brother, so she decided to go full evil, murdered everybody in the family, and unleashed Satan on Earth. Or she tried. So she sees Tom Cruise in modern day. Uh, He lets her out of being a mummy. Uh, So she sees him and immediately assumes he's going to be like everyone does when they see Tom Cruise great for a long-term relationship with a woman. So she tries to take him, get him, take him over, make his body the vessel through which Satan reemerges. Uh, he briefly dies in a plane crash and then um, is fine. And she can kind of control him, but kind of not. So Tom is like his, he's like, uh, uh, like somewhat a puppet, but also he's trying to be with his actually alive kind of girlfriend. And the two of them are trying to find fight Aminette and her mummies. And, the mummies are being the whole thing is being stopped by a secret society run by Dr. Jekyll, who is always four giant vaccinations to the hand away from becoming <laughs> Mr. Hyde. That's what's going on in the mummy 2017. You're all caught up. And now before you guys trash it, we have one more requirement, which is the compliment sandwich. We start and end every show with yes. compliment. No matter how much you didn't like a movie, you have to say at least one nice thing about it. Bree, I'm going to make you go first because you seem the most sure. passionate. What is your major compliment for the mummy? Y'all. All I can say is that the mummy herself, Sofia Boutella, mm-hmm. is an <laughs> amazing beauty. She's 35 years old. I haven't seen her in anything. She, except for Kingsman Secret Service, where she had knife legs, but everything else, I never <laughs> oh, seen Oh, yeah, she was knife legs. Well, I was going to yeah, say, I when, about I think, that. 
what's so cool about her is that she's I've seen her in like three things now in the last three years and they've all been like heavy effects driven performances and she's yeah. really good yeah. at like Kingsman and then she was the alien in Star Trek Beyond last year yeah the like oh, female yeah. love interest and she's in like crazy full makeup it's really elaborate yeah, yeah. Uh, costume and it's like she's one of the best things about that movie and I would say she's one of the best things about this movie but I like that she's like a, like a female creature feature actress kind of thing. Yeah, you know? that's an interesting career. Um, she- and, you know, I always have a problem with like a lot of these movies taking women of color and making them like, ooh, they're blue now, you know. But um, <laughs> Technically a like color. A yeah, I feel like it's a step in the right direction. Well, that's what they do in the sci-fi universe. They cover them with makeup. Right. And it's like, oh, you're Asian? No, you're not. You're a bug. You know? And it's like, that's what... <laughs> science fiction and fantasy does to women of color but she was actually herself she wasn't totally special effects in this movie the whole time in fact i don't know about y'all i was rooting for her to kill more people so her nails could get back to their original (laughs) (laughs) i was mostly concerned about the hole in her cheek but the nails were also problematic yeah Yeah. i like the idea of like her like sucking people's life forces out of them being like the cheeks are coming in but the nails i gotta get i gotta get more life nail juice you gotta kill like a baby to get your nail beds back to original after ten thousand years <laughs> yeah the, the face sucking was also just good like it, it felt very yeah. like it was just powerful for her yeah. to do that like for that to be the way that she i, I thought that was so that's one of my i mean that's definitely going to be my major compliment as, as as well is the as the kissing thing because um first of all kissing a mummy it's just what daddy likes number two um <laughs> but no the thing that i love about it is as so like anytime you're reinventing an ancient monster series like this uh ancient not like from the ancient egypt but from the 30s you have to find some way like it has to still feel the same but you have to have a new idea and um i think one of the cool ideas was that because and and as a person who's written about mummies having an action series here's the thing about mummies they are the weakest like physically, they are useless in a fight. Any amount of just a tiny bit of moisture, they crumble. Uh, you touch them, they fall apart. Uh, they're just super weak. They they don't run fast. They're not good at anything. They don't know stuff. So um, you got to get out of the mummy form while still being a mummy and still being creepy. And so what she does is she when she kisses a person, she gets ten percent less mummy like and more human. So she has to slither like a shitty, not good action creature, a mummy, and then get up on your face, kiss you, which is horrifying, and then she sucks your life out, you become a mummy, and she gets a little nicer nails. And it is creepy and it's effective and it's a very clever idea. And I thought that was one of the best things they were working with in as far as like pushing the mummy yeah. world forward. And and the special effects actually look good in this. They did look good. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred million dollars well spent. Yep. That they'll I never mean. get back. Yeah. Uh also it's so gross. Anyway, I really like that. So this is my major compliment. Uh Jeff, why don't you be next? Uh Tom Cruise runs. Yeah. Swims. You, you love that. Swims and and flies. Oh, so there we go. Yeah. Like it's it, it, like he's checking the boxes of here's what I can do. You won't um, you won't see a stunt double in these mm-hmm. takes and these angles. No. Uh, you will see me do it and it'll it'll feel somewhat uh, real. However, I mean, real that we plane can crash, consider Tom Cruise. That plane crash was intense. You yeah, very much. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There is. You guys have seen it because you saw the trailer. Right. But there's a 12 minute plane crash. And they did it all in the <laughs> yeah. vomit comet. So it's Tom Cruise yeah. um, 
in a an airplane and they had to CG out all the throw up from the uh, producers and the camera people in that plane. But uh, it was because this is gnarly. But they, yeah, he he is an intense plane crash, and I. And it like it looked not CG. You see a lot of CG plane mm-hmm. crashes. This one was just intense. So I. By the way, you kinda... you assume um, like we don't see it. You assume he dies in the plane crash mm-hmm. for a little bit. I just assumed um, like right when the plane was like ten feet or like eight feet away from the yeah. ground, he just jumped, jumped out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that was my assumption. And then I mean, like, he does, does a roll, so then that way he'd be okay. He does, yeah, that, he, a classic parkour move, yeah. And it, right. it's what yeah. you're supposed to do if an elevator's falling, right? It's just jump a little at the bottom. But he uh, he does wake up in a bag, so someone thought he was dead. That's a good point. Is what I think. But, uh, yeah. He briefly dies I in that say- he was on a slab. Yeah. Alex, all the things that you're saying about the... the- plane crash is true but i was so i couldn't enjoy any of the effects at that point because i was like when is this movie starting what is <laughs> happening? oh yeah 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 you know what i mean so i can't enjoy unless we've got some story that's already going and like i like like a character also we have to want tom cruise to live for that <laughs> no no i and disagree point, the- i just want his puffy ass in the ground that's what i'm saying and the plane crash is the fastest way to kill him how that's the only way you can kill a tom cruise See, this is this is what's so weird about this movie. Like, Mission possible. The the fact that they attempt to make Tom Cruise unlikable. Yeah. And a tough a tough have job. you like him only because he's Tom Cruise. Like, have you go along for the ride because hey, right. you're watching a Tom Cruise movie, you're gonna want to root for Tom Cruise, right? Even though it just it doesn't make sense. It would have made a lot more sense. I they don't hammer it in the plot, but the concept is um that uh, what is her name again? I'm a, I'm a net. Yes. I'm in a net. Yeah. Uh, there we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm a net. And, uh, I'm a net. yeah, you I'm might, you might remember that, that famous is, uh, rap song about it. I'm a net, she I'm is a like, net, Oh, net. the reason I want Tom Cruise is because he's not pure of heart. So that way he will be the evil that I'm looking for when I can transform him or whatever. That's not hammered home enough. So you're yeah. constantly just wondering, like, why didn't they make, him the one that gets stuck in this situation like he's stuck with a curse but he doesn't deserve it um because they don't do enough to make you want to follow him on a journey except for the fact that he is tom cruise yeah i need that like pratt (laughs) well i mean i i think or brendan fraser tom cruise like he's played this type of performance before it's really just like there's like the well, there's like six credited writers on this movie, yeah. and it's like the yeah. type of thing like, oh, you know, this story is a movie really about like a, a bad person who gets cursed, and like the series will be about him finding redemption, right? But all of that just gets so lost right. in this meddled, unfocused, uh, just dumpster fire of a fucking film. <laughs> Uh, Can can I say my my favorite compliment about this Oh, really? That wasn't your compliment? Yeah, Anthony, let's stick to the compliment round. My actual compliment is... uh, But also, I just want to say I rooted for Tom Cruise. It was easy. Go ahead. There there are things I do like about this movie. uh, But overall, I I do not think it is good at all. And I think uh, the the only real piece of satisfaction... I'm not going to count this as a compliment unless you get it together. Well, the only real piece of satisfaction from this movie I got was the joy of paying for Wonder Woman and then going to see this. (laughs) So, like, knowing I wasn't... They didn't even get your money? Yeah, they didn't, because I... (sighs) 
I didn't want this. Like, I don't want them to make more of these. And now, after I saw it, I really don't want them to make more of these. Uh, or I want them to, like, really learn the lesson that they need to make better these. Uh, but I liked Wonder Woman, and uh, I got to support that. Put another, like, 15 bucks into that movie's totals. Turns a movie out, that I think the monster is not the mummy, Anthony. The monster is you. This whole time. You know, the mummy, I think, is probably, like, Alex Coatsman's poor visual direction and just uh all right yeah all right we're doing it now you got you tech that was technically a compliment it's not and actually i would normally under a lot of circumstances i would not let that happen uh because that was a real weak no 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 we'll give it a compliment let me say this okay fine i did like when the movie did like showed you possibilities of a real horror universe Mm -hmm. like i like the horror elements i thought were actually like kind of fun and like oh like an actual universe of like real monsters like not like this comic book movie not like these weird forced jokes all these weird scenes like the movie's hopping all over the place in terms of tones but like those real like horror moments are like i could get into like a universe that's just scary monsters doing scary shit like that sounds fun but then they just immediately you know give you whiplash from going into like a weird joke or bad action yeah i love so i love the idea of monsters and 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 i uh we're gonna transition to the open floor so you don't have to try to compliment anymore it seems like it's exhausting (laughs) you um so uh but i one i so i like one thing i love about it is that the heroes don't have superpowers but the bad characters do i think that's fascinating i think that's a cool idea for a series but how do you feel about the fact that that is immediately out of the window since he is now the mummy, right? Like he well, is now a comic book character. <coughs> like, I I don't know about that. I don't want to talk too much about that because I feel like people might still see this movie, and they don't need to know all of that happens. But oh, but, well, did you not want to spoil the that like the I don't know. I thought that was an interesting ending at least it's so cool i was trying to, so normally it's sort of hard to tell where we're going to go with spoilers normally we don't worry about them too much because um uh we usually watch things no one wants to see and then i thought oh this is so fun that i don't want to spoil the ending for people and then you guys don't think it's fun so maybe we can just spoil it because no one else is going to see it because I- well i actually i do think the movie is almost fun i i had more enjoyment from it than distaste I did. I gave it a slightly positive review. So Good. that's that's where I am. Oh cool. Yes. So say say more about that. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> I'm a sucker for Tom Cruise blockbusters. He's, it's so fun, <laughs> oh and, and he's like uh, probably a piece of shit. It seems, but I um I I fail to be I can't fail to be charmed by him. I find yeah. him to be charming. I I can wow, fail. Like you the, guys the Jack, are sheep. <laughs> the Jack See? Reacher sequel was not good. Yeah, but this but this to me uh. is this this to me feels like this is a standard highlight reel Tom Cruise movie. That he doesn't quite fit in, and I find myself curious about the world building, um, curious about Dr. Uh, Jekyll and, yeah. and the potential of that. Yeah. When the movie ends, for me, when the movie ends, I'm kind of like, mm, you know, the, the Jake Johnson, Tom Cruise pairing, um, I thought would be really fun. Um, but that was one of the things that I found a little bit weak during the movie. So I'm not exactly excited if the mummy, uh, gets a sequel, uh, within this dark universe or anything like that. But like, 
to me, the dark universe should be this monster versus this monster, and then sure, fine, a Doctor Jekyll character to try to save the humans within yes. that. What? How that could it be universe. monsters fighting? We need a secret society of humans fighting back against the monsters. That's the yeah. it's clearly the only way. But uh, yeah, no. So like, and again, it's good action sequences for the most part. That was. Uh, oh wait, I'll save that for another compliment. Okay, let's talk uh, about later. let's talk about Russell Crowe. So so the. Um, the the world inside uh, the, the secret society that is fighting these monsters has been around for a long time. It seems that is is led by Doctor Jekyll slash Mister Hyde, played by Fat Russell Crowe, with the center part. Oh, and, quick question! Uh, they don't uh, address this in law, but what are you guys' head canon? Is he like a t- ageless Doctor Jekyll, or is he just supposed to be like mm. what happened to him happened like twenty years ago? Mm. Like, has he is he like the serum also keeping him alive? What did you guys think? Because they don't ever address that. They yeah. don't address his age. I would assume they would go with this guy can live forever, has been around forever, because that just yeah. opens up more opportunity. It makes yeah. more he's going to be a conduit, that would Hyde, make more sense. Uh, is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde a historical figure that I'm not remembering? Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you may remember him. Uh, he won the Nobel Peace Prize and the Nobel War Prize in the same year. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, First a- person to ever do that. Who's a doctor who's got his experimental medicine? Yeah, I, I love. Is okay, it, okay. Look, you yeah, got, truly so, though, explain that yeah. to me. What so, book is it based on? It? It's a like a novel from what the eighteen hundreds, the Curious Case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. I uh, feel like whatever year they were in now, which was like I don't know, some Desert Storm two thousand. 15 or I don't know yeah. is what they were in now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but yeah. but yeah. has he been around since the 1800s or earlier I is see. as I a see. character is what we're wondering. That and always running this society, you know. I That would be my hunch. I like to think it, that it, he is. I also I, especially because of the center part, so I think it's hard to believe that he's like a recent on the world. Like he just got here and he's yeah. like I need the center part. So I, I assume he's been around I a while. I felt like it was an anachronistic i feel like it was like a vaguely steampunky yeah. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. but it was like an anachronistic sort of like the suicide squad you know like nodding to like various times totally i yeah i, I think that makes a lot of sense and here's, here's the thing here's about one him. of my main well here's one of my main problems okay, with fine. this all right so we we saw his office and mm-hmm. and we see what like the shutdown that can happen just in case mr hyde gets out right yeah uh-huh. why is dr jekyll in charge of giving himself the injections yeah. <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't like there be an assistant, or shouldn't he have some sort of weird like brace around his neck where it's like I'm giving like myself an automatic injection every every few minutes or something? Like it seems weird that it would always be up to him. Yeah, to yeah. Himself that is injection. a security oversight. Well, he would give like higher doses so he doesn't have to like <laughs> randomly get him about every eight oh, minutes. Oh, or on that the, clock, the arm you know? implant that slowly releases. <laughs> Yeah, get him, or, a, get him a doctor or a Mr. Hyde IUD. Get him something or, that is or, automatic. Yes, or yeah. that's, a, that's a very good. Or just like set you know an alarm on your iPhone, like just yeah. like something goes off and is like, okay, hang on, and like boop, got myself How about another a, shot. A one-handed injector machine. Huh? Yeah, right. How about that? <laughs> that's a loading. Well, also, it'd be great I, if it could go in another part of his body besides his hand, because that's a shitty place to yeah. give yourself injections. Well, uh, did what, you see it? Like, just a glance at it, it was like, that's got it. I bet there's, like, pus involved on that. Yeah, hand veins are collapsed. Just some uh, rust. Okay. Well, was, was what they were trying to, like, imply there was, like, the mummy's magic was bringing him out? Oh. Like, oh that's my niece. Oh. That's, again, that's one of those things that was, like, left on the field. Like, it could have done that. Because I did actually <laughs> like the conversation Mr. Hyde has. This, like, hey, dummy, 
you're a monster, I'm a monster, let's like monster this up. Like, <laughs> like, I did like that too, yes. I did really like that. I think that, that was like a cool idea. Um, but like I thought – that's what I kind of thought maybe it was like her magic was bringing out Mr. Hyde. Like I thought it was his it. anger. I thought it was more like a, yeah. uh, the dark side of the force kind of thing. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was just that time of the week or day yeah. or whatever it works well, for him. Okay, but so so do things that I liked about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde as the leader, um, I liked – so he has – so as, as Jeff was just talking about, he has this office that he works in. He's the CEO of this uh, fighting evil corporation. And <laughs> whenever, uh, but when he switches, when he when he flips over to being the bad one, uh, Mister Hyde, he can hit a button and it like seals, you know, panic room style his room. And what I love about it is that he has a hand, he has a thumb, the the handprint <laughs> to get out of the room, and it says, "You're Doctor Jekyll, you can leave." And then when he turns into Mister Hyde, he puts his hand on it, and it's like, "Mister Hyde, not allowed to leave." And I, yeah. I thought that was a really cool way, like taking the doctor, Mr. Hyde, and putting it into a uh, biometric security system. I thought yeah. that was a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was cool. There's a lot of... How can you have a movie that has cool. so many cool things and not like it? I mean, like, honestly, the the image of a, a female mummy be, with an omi of like undead uh, knights, yeah. like crusader yeah. knights. Oh yeah, the crusaders. Does something for me. Yeah, that's a fucking sweet image. Like this, a lot of things in like this movie. That's like I can get behind a universe like this. Uh-huh. It's just nothing in the film worked. Okay, so I just want to add it. It's not. It, it's weird. The pace is nice. Like it never feels like yeah, it's it just crawling minutes. by. But, yeah. But it still doesn't have a good flow to it. Yeah. Like that's the thing. You just you feel like you're watching sections somehow mm-hmm. or different yeah. set pieces. Yeah, like acts. But you don't. Maybe it feels like. Like it's not. It's not building on itself. Really, it, so, it, it felt like. Oh shoot, we we got to get Doctor Jekyll involved in this movie. We forgot about him. Like that's what it feels like. Or or Jake Johnson's Chris uh, Vale character who would just show up with terrible green screen, looking like these were like reshoots where it's like, oh, we didn't make the movie funny enough. Let's get him back on the set for a few days. Like that's what it. That's just kind of how it felt. Yeah, it felt like, like it was all. It did feel like it was like what happened, six yeah. screenwriters. Yeah. I just want to add an explainer for a second ago when you were talking about um, the the knights. So one of the things about this movie is that the uh, the magic the magic stab knife uh, in order to unleash the devil is a bone cool knife with a ruby in it. And if you don't have both pieces, you can't bring the devil. And at some point during the Crusades, the knights took the just the ruby, left the bone knife, and so this is about the, the part of the movie is them trying to reunite them. So you get to have. Uh, the, they discover this the, in England. Uh, Russell Crowe's people discover a tomb of uh, of uh, knights from the Crusades, and they find the ruby in there, which um, got to have the added cool thing of talking about the Crossrail Tunnel, uh, which is one of the coolest infrastructure projects ever undertaken by humans. Uh, the new subway system in the UK. You guys, we're not excited about the Crossrail Tunnel. <laughs> Go on, Alex. I know you are. <laughs> well, I'm really. I'm really excited to see it pay off in like the fifth movie in the universe, right? When yeah. they, they go back to it. This is the this is their world building, you know, laying that track literally and yeah, figuratively yeah. in the first movie. Right. And At then one you're point, pay it off. The open of the first movie. <laughs> At one point, the tunneling, the tunnel boring machine uh, uh, was uh, going through for the for the crossrail tunnel had to go between two existing subway tunnels with only about a foot and a half on either side of it, which they had to hit in the dark. That's impressive. People can do anything. Yeah. 
Sometimes I feel like I... You are the only one with this take from this movie in the history of time. You will be the only human being. For some reason, it's weird how I've structured my life to be surrounded by people who don't get me. I don't know why I did that in hindsight. Um, sorry, but there I, I mentioned so Alex, few Alex. people who I, love civics projects the way you do. I just what, sorry, I just what, 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 what mean? <laughs> I just love how you had to pause and go back to establish this. It was like no, no, you know, I didn't guys, want to do that. Was we this could tangent. Just stop this conversation. I just for a wanted second. to go back. I wanted to go back to the ten, the nights thing to explain that because I do think one of the things with mummies is that it's boring that it's always the same toilet paper wrapped cartoony mummies, and so yeah. the idea of being like, oh, there's also this tomb of knights because they. Uh, uh, they're wearing uh, they're wearing chainmail, so when they fall in the water, not only are they disintegrating, they're also sinking, uh, and they have swords, and it just because mummies not swords wielders normally. Um, even though in the the Brandon Fraser mummy they do like flips and shit, uh, in this they just but they do have some knights with swords. So that was a, I thought that was another clever idea to expand the world of the mummy. Just that's what I wanted to loop back to, and then when I was talking about it, I forgot about the cross rail, and I was so stoked. <laughs> All right, let me get in here. Um, I, I just feel like, let me do a quick feminist take, okay? Yeah. Um, which is that, you know, I hate um, all these fat old white men. And mm-hmm. I hate puffy Tom Cruise. He's had all this work done. He's 54 years old. It's time to give it the fuck up, <laughs> is what I think. He's got Mission Impossible 6 coming up. He's got Top Gun uh-huh. Maverick. Let him have it. He's too old to start a film franchise like this dark universe. Yeah. We needed... Oh, a totally yeah, I do not give a shit about Tom Cruise while you guys were talking about how much you love Tom Cruise I was looking at the last Tom Cruise movie I saw you know what it was it was uh, Mich- uh, Tropic Thunder in 2008 oh. because oh. I would not go see a Tom Cruise movie where he's playing also this action genre I'll take fantasy sci-fi this like action Mission Impossible it's not my genre so if you should I'm check going- out uh, Edge of Tomorrow <laughs> I'll check it out. I was I was thinking about naming like six Tom Cruise movies really quick too. <laughs> I'll see Jack Reacher at some point too, you know. But yeah, I miss I, that. Miss that. All right. All right. I, yeah, I actually enjoyed Oblivion more than Jack Reacher. Edge of Tomorrow is great. Okay, so I feel like all anyway. of these like monster, this monster franchise, these film franchise, they all want Chris Pratt. They all want a funny dude yeah. who's really likable, but isn't isn't perfect. Thief with a heart of gold. That's yeah. what they wanted, but. Chris Pratt is a Marvel guy, right? So, and and all they've got the best guys, right? They've got all those bad guys, you know, <laughs> quote unquote bad, not bad guys like Chris Evans and shit. Yeah, yeah. So what they needed was a younger guy who's not, who's like. So here's what I'm here's what I'm pitching to the to the the forum. Zac Efron. He's new. He's Ooh. young. He's 29 years old. He's ready. He's, he's ready also to be short. Like funny and bankable. He's also short. Okay, but then but then also you know. Because Sophia, the mummy, the woman mummy, um, is 20, she's 35. Uh, fucking Tom Cruise is, is 54 years old. The whole time, I'm like, this is disgusting. I'm already too old to be too young to play Tom Cruise's love interest. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. And the other woman opposite Tom Cruise that we're supposed to care about, which has not come up at all in this podcast because she's fucking driftwood, is yeah. um, is his is his love interest who, you know... And she's like Ivanka Trump, literally, and she looks like her, and I hate her so much. So for that role, I'm recasting as Rachel McAdams. Yeah, well, okay. sure. That's a good one. Yeah, and she's a, she's older than Zac Efron, but wouldn't that have been a charming 
cast so, that we'd, we'd be rooting yeah. for. I got, so just just so I can add my thought on Tom Cruise, which is not that I like. I don't think that I love Tom Cruise. I don't get excited because Tom Cruise is around. Every time I'm like, oh, God damn it, Tom Cruise, you've won me over despite my feelings towards you. <laughs> Zac Efron wouldn't go see it. I have no like Zac Efron is like the least charming person I could imagine in that. I role. get it, but we need to start making new stars. Like I was just looking really quick. <laughs> yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise is fifty four. Yeah. Brad Pitt is fifty three. Johnny yeah. Depp is fifty four. And like, and also, I this is a real weird sidebar. But I've been having this problem with porn lately that I'm so angry <laughs> that there are not good looking men that I want to look at in like the adult film industry. Mm, yeah. And it's just disgusting that there's no eye candy for women. Yeah. You know, I have to, I have to watch this, this movie with a loose plot. And I think that for men, it's like, Oh, this is sexy. She's kissing, you know? And also, yeah, the, the I think the greatest heroes in this movie are the hardworking bobbies of the UK police <laughs> who get, who investigate a plane crash and get sucked into an undead warrior movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So anyway, so that's all. That's I, I can't. My, my I can't speak too rant. much to your porn problem. I don't know how to fix that. Um, I do agree that we need some younger stars. I agree that Tom Cruise is getting up there for this, and it is younger male stars. Yes, we've yeah. got plenty of young stars. Well, right? yeah. yeah. It, I guess the thing with that is it's it's it seems like instead of trying to necessarily create stars, they're just banking on the products more and more and more so that yeah. way stars can be replaceable yes um but i i officially i i agree with this movie especially the character like a 54 year old is too old to play this guy who doesn't like he's too old to even be in the military anymore yes <laughs> like yeah. it, it's, it's being in the military it's it's um also just like his toss away lines about being worried how he was in bed yeah 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 these, yeah. these, are, yeah. these are the problems that it's just like <laughs> that's dude, just a Problems this of a younger man. Fit. Yeah, this doesn't fit. This is like, and and I'm trying to think too. It needs a Chris Pratt type, a Jason Sudeikis, like somebody that's just like, oh, yeah. period. Their go to is sarcasm. Um, yeah, like that's that's what it needed. Almost like like Jake Johnson w- should have been in that role instead, even yeah. though he's not big enough to do it or anything like that. But there is there is younger ones that easily could have done this. Yeah, um, I agree with that. that. I fully agree. Well, and especially the idea of him about... starting the series now. Like Tom Cruise yeah. at 54, exactly. let's introduction well, it, do a 10-movie yeah. series. See, here's the thing. He's 60 I, by the time they get to the Swamp Thing thing. Yeah. I question how often, I question how often we're actually going to see him in future yeah. installments. Yeah, probably like, not that I, much. Like, it really, unless they decide, well, because of the international box office, The Mummy 2 should get a sequel. Like, yeah. otherwise, I could see him being just, like, cameo. Oh, and man. that's it. Can't for, wait like, for Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's going to be yeah. so fun. Annabelle, Annabelle Wallace was, you're totally right. Like the lack of chemistry, yeah. also Tom Cruise's fault, yeah, and they, uh, yeah. but like and they also for just purpose of, of well, and, and that's yeah. the thing too. It was just like, I see the good in you, uh, is, is her like go-to thought yeah. with this jerk. And it just didn't, it didn't feel earned. It didn't feel warranted, um, to where like, what you guys are in a relationship? Why not have her focus just be science, just the situation? Yeah, you could do better there. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Also, the I, 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 I okay. So, but on that though, I will say that there was the probably the funniest line in the movie. Probably the only funny line in the movie was when she said, "I see a lot of good in you." When we were when that plane was crashing, you gave me the only parachute without hesitation, and completely deadpan, he says, "I thought there was another parachute." That oh, was a good funny. joke. Yeah. It, no, was. it was. It was a good. really yep. good joke. But that's also supposed to be like the heart of the character, like why he gets cursed and what he's supposed to like be realizing about himself in the end. And it just like that could have been like a 
much better moment in the film too. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. But what? Well, and here's here's the weird thing with with him being cursed. Think about the curse. Think think about what we know about the movie. Is is it a curse to become some sort of god? Yeah. Like is, is it like with eternal this life an and important power question. and yeah. everything like that? It was curse. that weird thing where like they kept referring to it as a curse, um, but the more we learned about it, it didn't. Seems seem pretty like good. It was that bad? Yeah. yeah. Uh, his friend is cursed to be dead, but that his, yeah. his seems fine. Yeah. I want to ask you a question about, especially you brought up like the, the sort of like feminist take on this movie. One of the things, sure. and Alex too, as a big Mummy fan, I want to get your opinion yeah. on this too. Um, so the Mummy stories have always been, at least like the original film, like the Boris Koloff, and like the the last franchise the mummy's like dynamic has always been like this guy who's trying to get back to a love right mm-hmm. he's always, it's always like a female interest who is like he's trying to raise from the dead or like recreate on this earth in another form and like that's a huge part of like the mummy story yeah. in this one it's she wanted power so she violently kills her whole family yeah that was awesome and, uh, and it's just like a weird twist on it that I doesn't let's see. I think like it's uh, well, like see, Hillary Clinton was supposed to have won the presidency, right? <laughs> so, so yeah, man, what a different world. The movie, the beginning of the movie where we were like, oh yeah, this woman is just taking the power that she fucking deserves. It would have been a different movie, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a good take. I like that. Uh, um, I also just wanted to point out that the the most relevant mummy reference in my life is not this ancient it's the Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode uh, Inca Mummy Girls circa 1997 (laughs) where a foreign exchange student from South America, South American Mummy Twist, um, does the same thing, she kisses people to get their life Um, and it's really good and she almost gets Xander but then she doesn't so the the Peruvians, especially, were uh, mummifying uh, corpses before the Egyptians were, but they took the skin off first, which I think is objectively oh. creepier. Ooh, I, I didn't know that. It's I more didn't know that, that there was any South American mummies. Yeah, a lot of South American mummies. Yeah, um, yeah, cool. the, yeah. They um, the tombs were not often not as elaborate, and so they didn't. Sur- we don't have as many surviving as we do, or we, we do, but they're just not as they're just not as uh, re- like remarkable for movies, I guess. But. Um, <laughs> What I, I want to say uh, about that, so my favorite thing about the original Boris Karloff, The Mummy, which I saw uh, a few months ago, which is uh, it's a, an incredible piece of film because The Mummy is not a monster. He So if you, have you guys seen it? Have you guys all seen The Mummy? No. Mm-hmm. no. Okay. So here's the cool thing about that. So they find a mummy in a tomb. They accidentally touch him while reading from a magic scroll and bring him to life. Oops. He scares the guy who does that, and the guy dies of a heart attack, but he didn't hurt anybody. So then the mummy just puts on a trench coat and a hat and passes for 10 years as an alive wow. person. It's like, and then, and then 10 years later, he's like, I'm a great uh, archaeologist. I'm going to show you where this cool temple is buried that you guys don't know about because he's trying to dig up his girlfriend. And uh, so, but like, the, that movie is not like, oh god, the mummy's gonna get me. It's like he shoots somebody with a gun at one point. Like that, the mummy just uses a gun. That's his. He's real scary. He might shoot you. He's armed, but it's not. He's just wearing a trench coat, and no one notices he's a mummy, which is so goddamn funny to me. I just, 
especially compared to this mummy lady, she's not passing in that first half. She's not going to go spend a decade. Not only hang on. So is he? He's ten years a mummy. Is he still wrapped up? He's just in a trench coat and a hat. All of those, yes. All those images you see of him from, like the stills you see from that movie of Boris Karloff in mummy stuff. That is a decade after he was unearthed, and his face <laughs> just looks kind of fucked up. But he's wearing a trench coat, so no one notices. Wow. And he like so not only is he passing physically, but also a person with an Egyptian teenager's knowledge. An ancient Egyptian has just lived for t- 10 years in the modern world. Like, he's not just like, oh, shit, a light. You know, like, he's not freaking out about everything. It's well, it wasn't so modern funny. world. It was 1932. That's true. But, well, still uh, cars and electricity. <laughs> not yet yeah. movies, but still pretty exciting. Sure. I mean, like, he was surprised. <laughs> not as many camels as he was expecting. I mean, the world's changed. Sure. And he's just wearing a trench coat. I think that's so funny. Actually, uh, and that's a good place to pause because that brings us to... Um, I'm gonna, our, our next segment. Uh, so today for the our, our sponsor today is uh, my novel Unwrap My Heart uh, about mummies, and uh, I sent this out in the email newsletter this week. But for those of you who didn't see it, I want to just add here um, for the instead of an advertisement, I'm going to provide you with the mummy minute. The money, Mummy Minute, brought to you by Unwrap My Heart, unwrapmyheart.com. So I'm going to give you a couple of fun mummy facts. Um, since you mentioned the, uh, uh, since we mentioned Peruvian. Um, Scientists recently were able to use hair follicles left on Peruvian mummies to learn a lot about what was going on in the lives of those people when they were alive, including the hormone cortisol showing up in their hair, which proves that they were stressed out during their lives, and also the presence of harmine, which is a hallucinogenic drug, showing that they got high, probably to deal with their stress. Wow. Two fun facts about Peruvian mummies. Um, uh, also fun in the higher end mummifications in Egypt, because there were a bunch, depending on how much money you had when you died, you got much better or much worse mummies. Um, Egyptian priests, on the good ones, they would remove the deceased's brain through the straw, through the nose, obviously, but they left the heart in because they thought the heart was the center of your intelligence. But we know that it's not. And so, what I think is great about the best mummy characters is that they are all heart, no brain. Uh, mummy fact number three mummies were so abundant coming out of Egypt that they were sold as souvenirs to visitors visiting aristocrats and some it was popular in Europe to bring a mummy home from your trip and then have an unwrapping party where you get people together in your parlor and just take the bandages off this corpse which uh is also called desecration um and is real shitty but is also fascinating um and relative related note uh, mummies, because they were so extensive and were brought back a lot, they were used extensively in medicine in the 17th, 16th and 17th century, so they would be ground up and put into uh, magic pills. Mm. And also they were ground up and used in paint pigments, uh, specifically mummy brown, which is a famous uh, color that was made from ground up mummies and was in use until 1964 when the last company making it ran out of mummies. Wow. <laughs> and also... Wasn't a great color. Apparently, it faded really quickly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think mummies have staying power, but yeah, yeah exactly. Under- Turns out, I'm just impressed you knew all this mummy stuff off the top of your head. That's yeah. really amazing. I spent a lot of time <laughs> researching for my awesome novel, Unwrap My Heart. Now available unwrapmyheart.com. He actually has it all <laughs> tattooed on his forearm, so he can look at it. A hundred mummy facts. <laughs> So now it's time for a lightning bonus round. We're going to the lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. 
So lightning bonus round, we're going to ask, we're going to wrap this up real quick, but I got a couple of just fast questions that I want to ask you. So the first one is, um, what, if we're going to, I love the world of monsters. Uh, We know already the monsters in the Universal series, but what other monsters could we use that are not related to the universe, Universal, like unowned monsters? Could we use to create our own dark universe, Uh, cinematic universe? I, like for for our own universe, not for this universe. No, no. If we're we're gonna start our own competing, we'll call it a damp universe, and I no, probably won't call it that. But um, anyway, like yeah, our, we're gonna do a competing dark universe series of monsters, a new world of gods and monsters. What are we gonna do? What a, what about a world of like like a world real monsters? You know, like uh, like uh, the uh, Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot. Yeah. Uh, little green alien Ooh. men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, chupacabra. Yeah, chupacabra. Yeah. I love Jeff all Sessions. of these. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if well, he. I don't know if Jeff Sessions is in the public practice. domain yet, but I love this idea. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but I mean, what are what are other like a domino snowman? But that's kind of just like a Bigfoot, right? They're, yeah, yeah, that's very yeah. big. Funny. So just yeah, these, I, that's a cool idea. I always vote for Yeti. Yeah, go ahead, Yeti. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeti, Abominable Snowman versus Bigfoot would be such a great movie. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they're like the same creatures, but one is like snow and one is jungle. It's like cultural, you know? It's well, like that too. Rashomon mm-hmm. versus Godzilla yeah, yeah. or whatever. I really, the, uh, I'm always for uh, anything with Krampus the Christmas Demon. I'm yeah. a big fan of that. I still haven't seen that movie. I haven't either, but it's supposed to be not very good. But I do love the, I just love the existence of a Christmas Demon as like, Santa is what comes if you're good. If you're bad... This creature will beat you up and kill you and take you, make you stew and take you back to his lair. And it's just, I love the evil side of Santa as a, it's a fun flip. Um, you know I like, I uh, really, the, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Bree. Oh, I was good. The, the monster of the, uh, the blob. Oh, the yeah. blob. I, I always liked that idea. And there was, um, there was a movie recently where at the end of it, you're kind of left thinking, um, of the blob, but I won't spoil that. Cause, uh, but anyway, it was a recent movie in the last year to where I was just like, the blob would work. Yeah. Um, just be, I would because absolutely watch it. I alone. love the fact that it's kind of slow, but you really just don't have a concept of how to stop it. Yeah. Um, oh, I like that a lot. That? Oh man, yeah. I would love the blob to be in here. Um, we got one. Uh, we got a couple things on. on the, my favorite one that from our our listeners was uh, at star underscore Ava two thousand, who says uh, you should reinvent Jumby. Are you guys familiar with Jumby? Jumby. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't oh. either. Um, so uh, Jumby is a is from Caribbean folklore, and uh, different cultures have different concepts of it. But the general idea is that it's sort of like we blame this for all little evils that have happened around here, um, and it's people who have been mm-hmm. evil when they were alive uh, become instruments of evil in death. So sort of like ghosts, but also like they're like wispy fog like creatures, but they just do bad things around your house. Um, and uh, if you l- open an umbrella indoors, you let in a Jumby, and then he'll do bad shit. Or, and, and also, um, Jumbies, apparently, this is according to Star again, uh, Jumbies have OCD because they always tie your shoes in a bunch of knots. That's like a classic Jumbie maneuver. <laughs> tie up your shoelaces. I think that's a fun, like, like, like an evil little prankster. Like, not good, but not, we're not killing people. We're just like, tie your shoelaces mm-hmm. when you're not together. Mischief. Mischief, yeah. I love a little bit of, like, wispy ghost-like Does mischief. It, that's like how, I can't remember the exact uh, quote, but in Gremlins, um... Uh, the the dad at, at some stage like narrates what a gremlin is, 
and it doesn't actually like it, it. It's all those like undescribed little things. Yeah, that, like maybe the gremlins are behind it, which oh, isn't the movie that. at all. But it's that quote where it's just yeah. like, yeah, all of those odd little things that you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Oh wait, that's yeah, a cultural it. folklore thing, like a like a dybbuk, right? Or, yeah. Oh, I don't know dybbuk. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Though. So this is the this is, is the Polish, I think. this is the last line of Gremlins, which does not fit the movie that everybody saw. So the next time your air conditioner <laughs> goes on the fritz, or your washing machine blows up, or your video recorder conks out, before you call the repairman, turn on all the lights, check all the closets and cupboards, look under all the beds, because you never can tell there just might be a gremlin in your house. Yeah. And that's that's not the same movie about like all the gremlins watching um, Snow White and the Seven Doors and, and singing together. <laughs> Do we but, have... Uh, the, Go ahead, Bri. The Dybbuk is actually um, a Jew- Jewish mythology. It's a malicious possessing spirit believed to be the dislocated soul of a dead person. So it's actually yeah. a little bit less cute than what you're talking about. Well, that's That'd be a good monster. It's kind of similar to the one that uh, the, the Jamaican one I was just talking about to Jumby. But um, mm. I, I think, oh man, I love the idea of like folklore monsters as its own cinematic universe different yeah. cultures all yeah. having like different concepts as a sort of like but similar concepts i also do like anthony i like yours the um the like uh loch ness monster and and other uh oh, what are those Ooh, called you know what would be really good those? i don't remember so you know how like every nursery rhyme or like all those children's stories are like you know from really dark tales mm-hmm. yeah um that would be really cool if like those like the real because everybody like it could be set up to where like because we're saying all of these like um, nice versions of them somehow we've angered the nursery rhyme gods <laughs> and so like they come back to wreak havoc. Yeah. as oh, long man. as children could die in the movie a that gritty would be, like, reboot of Cinderella part. with the foot cutting off scene re put back that's in. right yeah um, I was this is not exactly monsters it, it would probably be more like a hero franchise but you know i was raised catholic and i think like saints oh. would be a really dope like, oh yeah each saint has its own power you know you'd like hmm. like a like like mexican children would like light the candles right and like these yeah. saints would protect them yeah that's and, a good and idea all, like you know and, and the saints come from different you know times in history so there'd be like a saint from the 30s that's like hey a bunch of wise guys and there'd be like a saint from like the you know 1400s or whatever and they'd be like speak in Aramaic. I love it. I love it. And that was, uh, I, I was think just the Catholic ask. church just called and is offering you um, a half billion for that idea. So that's interesting. Uh, hey. I, that actually, I was going to ask, my next question was going to be like, what would be the heroes, like the secret society that you would find that's fighting these monsters? And it would be saints. Like people who have been, Oh, oh, oh. I, I thought it was going to be people who have been molested. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. In that universe, the Catholic Church just called Brie. They would like their money back. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, wouldn't it. it be the Pope? Like, doesn't the Pope actually yeah. then become the superhero in oh, this? Oh, it kind of does. Yeah. Yes. Cool Pope. Like, Pope Mobile flies, yeah. <laughs> go underwater. Yeah. Oh, like the Batmobile where it, like, it's like, chung, 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 right. chung, and now it's a submarine. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. So it's basically just. Jude Law's young pope. Yes, right. with a young pope with a gun. Oh, I'm into that. Um, lastly, and the cross can turn into this knife, and he's just stabbing everyone. Like it's very bloody. <laughs> oh god! But like the pope does he a lot of killing. Be like, the one-liner would be like, "Stab, peace be with you." <laughs> <laughs> and then, or like, and then I forgive Beyonce- you for your sins after he kills everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Beyonce does a really sultry cover of when the saints go marching in. Yeah. Um, that works. That'd be hot with like 
trumpets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so just really fast, then the last lightning bonus round question is, um, <laughs> there's a couple of horror things in here that are like different kinds of scary, and I just wanted to get your guys' opinions on which is the scariest. So, covered in spiders, uh, those giant Egyptian spiders, covered in rats, plane crash, or beetle climbs in your ear while you're on the computer and takes over your brain. Which of those you know, is the to you? Beetle can in the ear, period. Can I, it, can I give my Star own? Trek. It just flashes back to Star Trek for me. Star Trek 2, when the, the little worm is crawling in the ear. I can't stand things crawling, crawling in the ears. I agree with that. Yeah, I get that. My, my own suggestion would be the thing that stuck with me the most. Like I said, I did like the horror moments. I kind of liked those a lot. But there was one when uh, I think it was Tom Cruise. He punches a zombie and his own goes straight through the zombie's yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah, then I you love just that. have a zombie on your arm. Like, oh, that yeah. to me, like, imagine, like, finding yourself in that situation. <laughs> well, like, and what's great about that is it's a zombie that's not trying to, like, oh, if it bites you, you're a zombie, too. Like, yeah, there was I, no there was no worry of that, which was really nice. Yeah, it was just one. gross. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, But funny. that really stuck with me, that image. Like, real, like, oh, oh, God. Brie, what's I the scariest hate- to you? I said rats because yeah. it looked like it hurt. You know, those are big rats. They were like cats. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like, I generally am a rat defender. I think rats are pretty cute and they're like mammals we get to see in cities, which is fun. But uh, when they're real dirty and they bite, don't care for it. <laughs> well, they were obviously possessed by evil. Yeah, exactly. The evil rats I'm not into anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's not the rat's fault. It's just been taken over. Well, and were they rats? like ever real or were they always a hallucination? Oh, good question. The spiders no, were real because one real. bit bit the spiders were real, yeah. Right. I think they were real. I think that she can summon whatever is kind of nearby and like low key evil. Yeah. And she can just like activate them to be hundred percent. She's evil. like but she's like pla- planet uh, the Captain like, Planet's heart, but like the bad version. But with the spider, yeah. with the uh, rats, it was like he was being chased. Then he found himself in the street, about to get run over. Like. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, almost like the writers didn't agree on what that was going on there. Yeah, they just decided, all right, let's let's do next. Let's do the next scene. Yeah. We, should, we did enough with the rats. We don't need to describe it anymore. All right, so uh, that's lightning bonus round. If you guys want to play along with the uh, lightning bonus round at home, you can go to Facebook or Twitter or join the email list, and you get the Great Weekly Weep, which had our mummy facts in it, but also has uh, your opportunity to play along and give us your answer to the week's question. Now it's time for the minor compliment. We're going to go in reverse order. So that means Anthony, you're up first. What is your last nice thing you're going to say about the Mummy 2017? Um, I I did like the Dark Universe credit title sequence at yeah. the beginning, the title code, just because that we're not going to see that again, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I liked I liked that they really dedicated to something that was just. So it was, like, describe it. So it's the universal, like the text around the Earth, but then it's creepy yeah but it's its own title code like universal mm-hmm. has one and then they have one, and it's not like marvel or dc where those are like production companies paying for this this is literally to let you know you're watching you're in the dark universe now but <laughs> buckle up uh yeah i like uh, i love fucked up title cards i like when a title card is creepy right where it's like uh the title card is bloody and you're like oh shit it's already going down yeah. i enjoy that uh i think jeff that makes you next what's your minor compliment uh this was especially the case in like the first half um but every action sequence um pushed it a little bit farther than i expected um whether it was um an extra building collapsing um 
or or the discovery of the cavern or anything else like that. It it always felt like um, it was like okay, here's our here's our opening action sequence. Sure, sure, sure. But then there was nice surprises on how it would escalate. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Nice surprises, you guys. It was very video gamey in a way. Um, like it felt like the first act at least felt like I was playing like an uncharted video game. I know other people have said that, uh, but like just the way the set pieces built and played, it was very uh, reminded me of that game a lot. Yeah, I don't know that game. Uh, <laughs> my minor compliment is uh, this is my favorite thing about the whole mummy, all the mummy franchises, which is that there's just this casual conclusion that ancient Egyptian theology was correct. So, because, like, the, she was summoning a god, she died, she came back to life, the god is going to come. Like, so just the Egyptian god of death is real. So that means they were right about all of their gods, which is some crazy shit, you guys, if just yeah. the ancient Egyptians were right about religion and we've just been trying since then and missing. Um, it's just an amazing theological backdrop to a whole universe. So, like, in this universe, there's a real go- god called Amit, eater of hearts, a demon with the head of a crocodile, the torso of a leopard, and the hindquarters of a hippopotamus. And that creature is trying to eat your heart. And I think that is amazing because the hindquarters are too big. The leopard part is not as waterproof. And uh, the crocodile head is, like, mostly mouth. So it's just a weird combination of creatures. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Let that one play. The audience at home enjoyed that more than you guys did. <laughs> I surrounded myself with people who don't appreciate me. I uh, I think that's just a fascinating thing about all these movies. And it's like, oh yeah. I'll just say, you know, I know a little bit about like Egyptian gods, um, not just because I saw the movie mm-hmm. Gods of Egypt, which I did not. <laughs> Yo, the documentary Gods of Egypt. <laughs> Well, what's funny is there are all these amazing Egyptian gods that don't make it into those movies because right. they're not monsters. They're people. Yeah. And they're women. <laughs> and they're, like, extremely strong. A, um, a lot of Egyptian goddess, goddesses are, are um, you know, gods of mother and creation. And we can't make Hollywood movies about that. So, because it's boring. But they're real, um, at so- least, in this universe. I mean, technically, they don't get mentioned, so we yeah. can't, we don't know. They only only the way it's sort of like you know the way they portray Christianity on screen, which is just like wow, God flooded the world. Like it's right. not any of the like beautiful stories um, from either uh, religious text. So I'll just say um, I think my favorite Egyptian goddess is Tauret, which is the hippopotamus goddess of childbirth and f- fertility. So. Yeah. There's a lion goddess of water and fertility, but I like the one that's a hippopotamus. Sure. <laughs> I mean, hippo- I love hippopotamuses. Hippopotami are so... They're monsters, first of all. They'll kill everybody. Um, but also, yeah. they're just so funny looking. They're like a, like a giant wet corgi. What if they bring in hippopotamuses into this universe as like the final monster? Unbelievable. How could they not... <laughs> Big boss. The universe just <laughs> called Anthony, or Universal just called. They need. They want to give you money for that. All right, uh, Bri, you're going to close have this you, out. Have you guys ever seen a hippopotamus poop? I'm just curious. No. I'm being serious with this question. I've right, not so watched you know it because that's creepy, but I have shoveled hippopotamus poop before. Wow. Okay, so you know their little tail? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It works as a propeller uh, when they poop. <laughs> and, and literally, it's like shit hitting the fan. So it just it sprays it out. 
Um, yeah. One of the one of the hippos' nicknames, I believe, is God's fertilizer. Yes. Just because it like because of the way that it poops. And just I so want. You know, Jeff. <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm gonna believe you because I don't want to Google this. <laughs> Already so a lot of power right now. I'm watching. I it. Uh, I was at the San Diego Zoo a long time ago, and I watched one hippopotamus poop all over the face of another hippopotamus. <laughs> And it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And the best part was the pooped on hippopotamus, when finished receiving all of the poop, turned to us and just deadpan kind of like nodded at us and then slowly, slowly walked into the water like, yep, this is what I have to do. (laughs) Um, So there we go. So I was going to say, so I just Googled it. I watched Nature a 30-second video so uh, called Ha Ha Hippo Poops Everywhere. You're right. The tail spins. I was not expecting that. Even after you said it, that was yep. some shit. Uh, this is it. This I is was what thinking it will... would be like, the best you know thing when is... you <laughs> oh, go ahead, those, sir. Uh, Play-Doh um, machines where you like yeah. push and then there's like a cutting <laughs> thing. I thought it would yeah. be like a, like a one-time swipe, um, but it's weird <laughs> that it'd be like a pinwheel. No, it pinwheels. Yeah, yeah it's very surprising. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't even believe that I saw that. <laughs> this is a crazy thing that just happened. Yeah. Egyptian god of fertilizer. Yeah, I did. I did scoop after a hippo when I was. I did a. I did like a made a video hanging out at the zoo and being a zookeeper for a day. And uh, it's a very large uh, amount. That's all I remember. Okay. It's a very large mm-hmm. amount. Yep. Um, all right, Bree, close us out. Minor compliment. Well, there's so many compliments. I mean, I could I yep. could compliment, you know, another win for the most beautiful archaeologists um, union, <laughs> you know. Um, I could I could compliment, like, a, again, another portrayal of UK police as the sanest yeah. and least armed police in the world. Um, but I'm going to shout out to um, sweet Sophia Butella, a.k.a. The Mummy, and her dope facial tattoos to yeah. remind us all that facial tattoos are are a sign of intrinsic evil and stay away from those people. <laughs> if you're going to take away one thing from this movie. <laughs> it's that, that face tattoo you're planning on getting. Just think twice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, are you going to go into world evil uh, ending, Harold? No? Then don't get the face tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're going to be back again next week, as always. Next week, we're talking about law and order. I have jury duty coming up in a couple of days, and so I'm making everybody watch my absolute favorite. Uh, I do it's my favorite show of all time, but it's the show that I've watched the most of of all time. I watched all the episodes of the first 20 seasons of the original show. Uh, not all of them. I, I, I skipped the Oogie ones. Uh, but I, uh, all of the ones that were not about really gross stuff. So we're going to be watching a couple selective episodes. So right in now, you can uh, tell us about your favorite uh, district attorney or assistant district attorney. Super important. Who's your favorite ADA? You can uh, tell us which side you prefer, law or order. You can uh, talk about which of the spinoffs you like. Anyway, I just want to hear your thoughts on law and order. So tell us that on Facebook.com slash Reed Weep or on Twitter at Reed underscore Weep. And please, uh, if you enjoy mummies, uh, especially kissing and not sucking the life out, but just making someone's life a little bit better, go to unwrapmyheart.com. You can check out the novel that I co-wrote with Ezra Fox about uh, a mummy. It's really fun. I think you'll like it. Uh, Breeze halfway through it. So 
that tells you something. Um, at what a great An- beach book. <laughs> at Anthony Lopez Part 2. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me, as always. I was so excited about this movie, and I tweeted about how excited I was about this movie, and you tweeted about how it was the worst Tom Cruise movie ever, and i that's how I knew that things were not going to be as easy on me today as I'd hoped. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I, I really, all jokes and kidding aside, this is a fucking horrible movie, and I want people good. to know that. Glad we were I mean, let's get that. real for a second. Glad we could squeeze that in here at the end. I, just, I want people to know I... You didn't care for it. Don't see this. All right. And at Bree Pruitt <laughs> on Twitter with two yeah. T's. Thanks for being here, Bree. My pleasure. Uh, and moviebs.com. So Jeff does a, uh, you do a podcast uh, called Movie BS, which is about current films. So if you enjoyed this discussion about uh, n- new stuff in theaters right now, you guys talk about each week, you talk about the new, the new releases. Yes, we do. Yeah. Listen sometime if you want, or just subscribe and don't listen. It's yeah. It's, it does count the same. Yes. Uh, emotionally to us. If we, feel about <laughs> totally we see the does. number go up. It's, it does, whether or not you're listening, we know that you download it. Uh, anyway, it's awesome. I, and I really do enjoy Movie BS. That's where I listen to my new movie coverage. Thanks for joining us, Jeff. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll talk to everyone next week. Goodbye. Pshh.